What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KBN Podcast. Uh, no live stream tonight, so we're, we're doing a little little offline recording of the, of the podcast. Uh, we've got a little home cooking going tonight uh, with my Old Town teammate there, uh, Casey Reed. We want to have him on for a while anyway. And then Old Town uh, brand ambassador Ryan Lilly from up at HQ in, in Maine. So, fellas, thanks for taking the time to, to jump on here and record this with us tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah appreciate it. We got Casey out on the water. He's he's about it's about to go down on the on the night fishing, yeah. So, and we got, we got Ryan up there still thawing out in Maine. I, I know the water's open. It's not iced over anymore because I've seen you on the water. But yeah, yeah. About you know the the crown of Maine's still kind of locked in and and has ice on the water, but uh, pretty much the lower you know central Maine south has been open for the last couple weeks. So we've been getting after it. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, well, let's get right into it. I mean, I wanted to have you guys on for a while now. You know, everybody's well aware of the, the Old Town kind of push over the last couple of years, especially this year uh, with the launch of the new Sportsman line and the autopilot uh, boat in particular. Um, you know, Ryan, you, you want to touch on how that kind of came to be with the rebrand? Because I know, you know, a lot of the lines in, in general, the Predator series, the Topwater series, they all had their following, and now it's kind of all falling under one umbrella. So do you want to get in how that happened and, and, you know, what made that push for this season? Yeah, for sure. So we've, you know, we've been making a serious effort uh, over the last, I mean, really since we launched the Predator line and the late, it was 2011, 12, 13 is really when that development started. We came out with those first boats and um, started to get our feet underneath us on, on delivering a pretty serious fishing craft. Um, and, you know, we did a really great job of launching, you know, pretty innovative products right out of the gate. But we kind of did our brand a little bit of a disservice because, you know, we set up these little sub-brands, Predator, Topwater, and really Old Town was kind of lost in it. So really the, the Sportsman launch was a way for us to bring – our popular models under one family. So you're shopping one line of kayaks versus having to figure out what the difference is between a Predator and a Topwater and a XYZ, whatever. So really it was kind of a, um, a unification, a consolidation, and also an umbrella for our fishing line product. So it kind of reduced the confusion. It made it easier for anglers or prospective customers that are interested in the brand to come in and shop. So um, really it was... A lot of driven by a lot of consumer research and we did our homework um fielding a lot of uh, research out there you know online research uh, focus groups and things like that to kind of figure out our blind spots all the while you know we you know our skunk works team and r d had been working tirelessly you know to deliver the, the predator pedal which won the icast best in show when it launched and from that point forward it's like what what can we do now and with our sister brand, Minkota, in our portfolio, you know, we were able to work collaboratively with the engineers over there um, to deliver, you know, what you know now is the Old Town Sportsman Autopilot, um, which is just, you guys know, I mean, Casey, you're, you've been fishing exclusively out of it now for a couple of years, or a couple of months now, and um, it's just, it's changed the game. And so really it's a culmination of us trying to make things simpler um, to make the experience easier for customer to come in and interface with our brand, but also a way for us to have an umbrella for our entire fishing lineup with that crown jewel being um, the autopilot. So um, I don't know if that answers your question, yeah, but yeah. that's really 
know, in a nutshell, 30,000 foot view, what was going on. Sure. And that makes sense. I know we talked a little bit that, about that at the classic and I want to get into that classic launch anyway, because with the way things have kind of shaked, you know, played out over the spring and summer, that was an awesome opportunity to do that anyway, and kind of unique to, to launch the product there rather than ICAST. And now with no ICAST, I mean, wow, what a stroke of luck to, to have got that in early like yeah. that with, with what's going on with, you know, what's going on out there. Now, now Casey, you've been with the team a while, you know, longer than I have for sure. And, you know, the Predator model, the, the MX on the rivers, I mean, even the MK, I guess, for a bit, those have been kind of the staples and what's known as Old Town's, you know, solid fishing kayaks for a while, but it was kind of a limited selection. So, you know, you've been a part of watching this thing grow and now kind of culminate with the sportsman. Now, I know they're not done. You guys got more stuff, I'm sure, coming down the pipe later, but kind of grow to this point. So, you know, how's it been to be a part of that? Oh, man, it's 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 been awesome. I mean, I couldn't ask to be part of a better team. Um, I mean, everybody's – I mean, Ryan, the whole team, Dan, I mean, they just they, – they, they help you out when they can, you know, and it, it's it's been a great experience. Um, the, the Predator line, I mean, those – that was like one of the first high-end kayaks I got into was the Predator 13, and, I mean, I loved them, man, but I just – you know, with, with this autopilot is really what I was looking for with a bigger platform, more space. Um, I mean, you know about all the tackle you can haul on this tank. Well, I've seen, oh, I've man. seen your, Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got the same thing back here. I mean, just, just, I bring everything I can with me, tons of rods. So having this open platform and, and a lot bigger platform has been great. Yeah, we, we need to come out with a old town branded double-sized crate to put in the back of that thing with dividers in it. It's almost a problem how big, how much space is in there because I, I have a hard time culling what I bring, and it's it's a problem. Oh, yeah. I don't. I just cram it all in there. A couple, yeah, I couple know. crates, coolers, whatever. I, I used to, but now it's just I, I bring everything. So. Yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. Uh, and, yeah, you know, Ryan, what do you – what do you think, or what happened, I guess, over the last couple of years? Because Old Town always had a solid name in the in the sport. I mean, Old Town's been around forever, but it's kind of seemed, I hate to say satisfied, but there they were with their, their few fishing kayak brands, and they were just kind of riding along, holding their market share. And then it seems like the last couple of years, I mean, Johnson Outdoors, Old Town has really made a push, you know, innovating, marketing, you know, it's kind of taken off. What, what happened there? Well, a few things. I mean, uh, you know, we've been around since 1898. We've been making our products here in Maine for that long. And we, it's so such a cool company. Uh, we have several individuals that work for us that are multi-generational uh, manufacturing employees. And so, you know, and we started as a sportsman brand. I mean, yeah. we, we were making canoes and, um, you know, at the turn of the century for sports that would come up from New York City and Boston to experience the Maine wilderness. And so that's really our roots. Um, and so really um, what we've been doing is kind of returning to where we started, but also, um, you know, at being a Johnson Outdoors uh, portfolio brand with Humminbird and Minkota and Canon, um, you've got some powerhouse fishing brands in there and, and, and engineering prowess and, and investment. And so it just makes sense from a portfolio standpoint to really double down and leverage what we have going uh, with across the other brands. But but also it's where the growth has been in the paddle sports segment. It's not in whitewater. It's not in touring kayaks. It's not in recreational kayaks. It's right now it's high-end fishing kayaks. Um, and really we made a, a strategic decision several years ago, four, three, four, four years ago when 
when we noticed that the market was starting to chase the price point down with cheap entry level um, fishing kayaks and right. recreational kayaks, we made the decision: nope, we're not going to change. We're not going to change our ways. We're not going to chase that cheap business. We're going to hold strong on the high end, and and that's really kind of why we were slow to launch the sportsman line and some of the innovation that you see is because we were going to do it right and we're going to we're going to really invest in the premium and not waste our time you know chasing that shiny quick buck at sam's club um and so um you know that's really what's going on for us is doubling down on our heritage and understanding that we're a sportsman brand leveraging the, the brands that we have within our portfolio and also riding what's hot right now. Right right now, fishing is is a growing thing, and um, premium is is where it's at. Yeah, and like I said, I didn't mean to say the wrong thing there. I, Old Town's obviously I've always been a serious player in the in the in the outdoor industry with canoes, kayaks, and recreational stuff. But the competitive fishing side of things, uh, for sure, it seems like like you just said, the last few years it's really ramped up, and all of a sudden you've got all these different choices. Uh, you know from I hate to say entry level. Topwater is kind of an entry level pedal, you know, pedal drive boat, but many guys are choosing those as their primary tournament weapon anyway. So I mean, you, right. you've really come in strong, or are we? I guess I'm on the team too. I gotta try, try not try to be objective here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, it's, you know, also being a brand that you know we're we're within a really strong portfolio, and Helen Johnson, our CEO, um, to her credit. Um, she believes heavily in consumer research and consumer insights. So what you see for products, what you see for what we've done with the Sportsman um, logo, um, the Old Town and, and, and brand mark and everything, that's not by accident. The naming's not by accident. The colors aren't by accident. The feature set is in, in these kayaks is not by accident. It has literally been 24 to 36 months of in-depth consumer research to deliver exactly what Casey Reed wants what Jeff Mallott wants, what XYZ Angler in California wants. And, um, it, you know, I've been a part of so many focus groups and um, research projects um, just to flesh out not only what you are in right now, Casey, but what we have coming. And the future is bright. And I'm super fired up about our trajectory and the momentum that we have um, and the timing. I can't believe, you know, we got this thing launched before everything that went down and, and we weren't relying on ICAST as our platform to launch. Oh man, what a, what a you know what a terrible thing our country's going through right now. But you know what a stroke of luck—not luck. I mean, it was great planning to have that there at the classic like that. But you know, it worked out even better. Uh, well, just like everybody else, it's affecting us. You know, it's it's yeah, we launched it, but we couldn't ship it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, everybody, everybody's everybody's in the same boat, right? Um, no pun intended. That's that's super unfortunate where we find ourselves as a country, but. The one, I guess, good thing is everybody understands because everybody is affected. Yeah. You know, so I've got a buddy uh, down in Florida that him and his wife ordered two. You know, right after the classic, they saw what the deal was. They ordered two uh, to fish the salt down in Pensacola area. And I get a message every week as if I like work in the factory or something. Hey, those both shipping. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the good news is, and I can go on record and say, you know, we fired up our production facility uh, a week ago yesterday again um and so we've been shipping and producing boats again um you know we've we basically took our time to develop safe protocols and abiding by the state and cdc guidelines yada yada 
um, to make sure that when we opened up shop again, that we were doing it right. And so we put people back to work and we've been shipping boats and trying to retire that backlog that has accumulated. I mean, we, we have a lot of pent up demand with the sportsman line um, and uh, we're excited to finally, we had some shipped before this whole thing went down, but we're glad to get back at it and, 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 and really pump them out into the marketplace. So you can let your friend know they're coming. Yeah, man. I sent, I sent him a copy of that email that came out about the production re, re, resuming and shipping. So yeah. I, th I think he was happy when he got to it. Uh, so Casey, you've been fishing out of it. So have I. Uh, now my wife's been in mine, and she says it's hers now. So she's not. I'm gonna have to come up with another one. Uh, you know, what do you think so far? And you know, compared to anything you've seen out there, or maybe even used, that's you know, a kayak with a motor integrated, the system like it's set up for the for the autopilot, compared to the other option of, of retrofitting with it, with a Minkota or whatever kind of motor, uh, what do you see as the advantage of the way ours is set up? Well, the, I think the, the biggest advantage is the way that it, it can just, you know, if you, if you smack into something really hard with it, you know, you hit a stump, you know, come up on a shoal, it'll, it'll pop up and it'll disengage the motor. Um, to me, that's probably the biggest thing. I mean, I've never had like a bow mount. I know a lot of guys are putting bow mounts on different kayaks and stuff, but to me, it seems like that that, that could be a huge failure point when you if you really slam into something going full speed. You know, it's just you got it bolted into plastic. Like something, something, something's gonna give. Yeah. And the way they designed this mount to work, you know, the mount just releases and it pops right up. Just I mean, you think about it, similar to the like PDL, how how it pops up. Yeah. And, and you know all you got to do is, is click it back down and, and you're, you're off again so yeah. I mean, really i think the that's the one of the biggest advantages that would i i could see from it. that's the number one question i've gotten is what happens when you hit something because they're, oh, worried, man, they're gonna worry about breaking that motor <laughs> uh, well, the good, I, I mean good news is you know it's backed by that two-year mincota warranty and you know like you said casey i mean it's been designed around taking an impact and uh and having a series of failure points that would will take the brunt of the force so um yeah that's exactly right i mean i couldn't imagine uh getting stuck out there um with something broken on the very tip of your boat and and if i could jump in too like to talk about you know we've had a lot of people ask why we didn't make a multi-propulsion or multi-option platform. And I would love your perspective, Casey, but like my point of view on it, and I know I've got people that disagree with me on this, but it's hard to design something to do any one thing right. So try to design a platform that does three or four things right and well. I feel like you have to make compromises in order to, to have a platform operate, to be a great paddling, to great be a great pedaling, to be a great motor platform and we decided to go all in to make the best experience for a motorized uh, kayak experience versus trying to make one boat do all and yeah you know, i think yeah i think that's completely true i mean it, it not nothing's going to be able to do everything great but but if, if you you know if you focus on on one thing you can do it to the best of the ability and i think that's what old here. That's what I always tell people, man, when I'm talking to them, Casey, is, hey, you know, there's no perfect boat, probably, but find the one that checks all the boxes that for what you need, and, and you know, it's going to be hard to beat this one, especially in the, the motor realm. Uh, and, and I've been telling people, especially my buddies that are dealers here, 
But I think the MK is a sleeper. Uh, that kind of de- debuted low key there with with the rest of them. I know the autopilot's kind of the the flagship, but that that MK is a slick little deal. Twenty four and twenty four ninety nine for a fully motorized package. You know, it's like it is. A, it's priced really aggressively and it's super easy and it's easy to transport. And um, I think it's going to do volumes. I think autopilot's going to do very well, but it's a niche product that's going to appeal to people like Casey, people like like Jeff. But I think the one of the power women Minkota will appease some of the tournament people, but it'll also kind of bridge the gap to waterfront homeowners or yeah. people that want to get out with their dog. And it's just to be a fun solution that, that bridges the gap between fishing and wreck. Yeah. And it's basically a little uh, neat little paddling kayak too. If you pop the motor out, I mean, it's a nice little, yeah. little 106 paddling deal. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a sleeper. I, if I had the room, I'd like to have one because it was fun to, to mess with when we got to, to demo them out. Um, so Ryan, with, with what's going on, I know you guys, like I said, you're back open. You know, production is resuming, and you're, you're trying to ship boats as fast as you can. I'm sure. Has there, and you guys are made in the USA, obviously. But what kind of supply chain issues have you run into on the business side? Are you getting any products from overseas, or even stateside, where you can't get them right now, or is that an issue for you guys? Um. Yeah. I mean, there there are some parts and pieces that are obviously impacted by, um, by this deal. But we were able to. We we saw the writing on the wall. I mean, this has been like a. A, something that's been boiling, starting to boil for months. So we were able to kind of react and get ahead of it. Um, and really, um, we, you know, as businesses that source some parts and pieces overseas, you always have to deal with the Chinese New Year that comes in right after, you know, it's like uh, early February and they basically shut down for six weeks. And so we, you already have to like stock up in order to get through that time when nothing's happening over there. Um, and so we'd already kind of done that and we saw what, the writing on the wall with, with what was happening with COVID-19. And so we were able to, to kind of stock up even more. And then we understood that we were going to have some pent up demand with some of these newer boats. And so we were, we, we set ourselves up in a pretty good situation to, to kind of weather it. But I mean, there's still impacts, um, particularly when you talk about cut and sew like PFDs and, and things like that. So um, yeah, it's definitely impacting parts of us, but um, because we had to prep for Chinese New Year and because we saw the writing on the wall, we were able to kind of um, pivot and, and work around it as best as we could. Yeah. And I know you're talking about pent-up demand. Uh, I don't know about in your area, Casey, or, or maybe up where you're at, Ryan, but here I've never seen more people at the boat ramps trying to fish and get out and do stuff than right now because I, they can't do anything else. Uh, yeah. And with, with, with stem checks coming in, I actually had a guy, I went to the lake uh, with my wife uh, Sunday, and had a guy, when I backed the Malone trailer down, ask me if that was a COVID trailer. And I don't know if he meant I bought it with a stimulus check or what <laughs> what, what he meant by that. <laughs> I just kind of was like, no, nah, man, I, I already had that one. But, you know, people are doing that. They're taking the, you know, their time off. And if they have some extra money or if they're still working and got one of those checks, they're going out and buying outdoor gear, you know, fishing rods or maybe yeah. a kayak or whatever. So the demand's there yeah, as I mean, long as you can get the products. Yeah, it's been the same here. I mean, every boat ramp that I've been to has been packed. Like the ramp I just put in at, it's got a huge overflow lot. And I, I've seen like maybe people parking in it once or twice to where, you know, it was enough, you know, enough trailers in the parking lot that, that needed to go to the over, overflow lot. And today, I mean, there was like 15, 20 boats in, in back there in the overflow lot. So, and I got here late, so I'm sure it was, it was rocking today. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Uh, I, I I live in Maine, so 
I, we don't have those issues. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. Like, yeah, so, we, you know, mid-summer, July, like when people are up here on vacation, we have some of that happen, but it is so sparsely populated up here that we really don't, it doesn't really well, seem good. any different. That's yeah. good. It's, it's wild, right? When I backed the trailer down the other day, I had to have Ashley run up and stand in a parking spot so I could park the thing when I was done. Wow. Crazy. But that's all right. It's good to see people outdoors and, you know, and enjoy, enjoying the good weather and not just sitting at home feeling feeling bad about what's going on so you know t- yeah make something good out of all this if you can get outside uh so casey you're out there fishing i don't know if you're gonna in an online tournament but that's kind of all the rage right now uh online tournaments nationally or regionally have kind of made it i hate to say make a comeback they've been around for a bit but they've really blown up over the last month just because there's nothing else to do there's been some new kind of stuff come out casey you've been on the five live there's been some old town guys on there uh kayak bass bracket so you know where do you see tournaments going over the next few months you think we're going to get back to some live stuff yeah i mean i sure hope so man i mean i think i think in the next two months i'd say we'll they'll start rescheduling some tournaments i hope i don't know if that's wishful thinking or what but um that that would be my guess as far as like having live tournaments i still think you're gonna have I don't think you're going to have much of get-togethers at the end. Yeah. You know, you might have something where you go check in and then, and then leave. But I still think there's going to be a while for that. But, yeah, as far as, like, rescheduling these big events that have been been canceled, I, I think they'll start start scheduling them again. But um, but it's going to be different for, for a while, I think. Is your local do – you, do you have a local club still having anything? Any live um, so I canceled all of our events. Um, we we had one this weekend, but I went ahead and just canceled it. I just don't want to make people or encourage people to travel unnecessarily right now. Um, you know, my th- you know, I'm I'm still doing a lot of fishing. It, 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 I'm personally not that worried about it, but I don't want to be the the factor to make somebody you know want to travel across the state to come to an event sure. and then have somebody get sick from that travel. So, so that's why I just went ahead and canceled, canceled our events. And I think pretty much everybody else, all the other clubs in the state have kind of done the same. Um, they've, some of them have moved to online events. Some of them already did, you know, on, monthly online events anyways. So, so that, that's kind of where we're at. You know, everybody's just fishing these, these monthlies and the, the brackets that have popped up and stuff like that. Yeah. Did you get in that? Did you get in that KBBT bracket thing? Are you, are you in that? I did, man. Um, I thought about it, but that it's a lot of. I mean, I'd probably be fishing anyways, but I don't know that I can guarantee I'd fish every single weekend, like for for a month or however long it takes. It, it's it, it's a cool thing though, man. I've I've been watching a lot of people fishing it, and it yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun. I skipped the first one, then they, they expanded the uh, field for the second one to 128, and I said, dang it, Greg, you, I, I got to do it now. So I jumped in there, even though even though I'm like you. I can't, there's a few dates I don't think I could be able to fish, but I'm going to do it just to do it the first weekend and see what I can do against. Hopefully not a Florida angler. We'll see. <laughs> Some upsets from what I hear. You yeah, know, a lot of – Sadiq got bounced. Brad Chase got bounced. There's some big big hitters out of there. They, they got taken out pretty early. A few of the Texas guys got taken out. Our boy Pendergraph got taken out early. So, yeah, it's fun. Fun to watch. Something to do. Uh, you know, 
here locally, we're we're still having tournaments. The the guy that kind of took over for me running the local club, but we're doing it basically virtual. All of our tournaments are within an hour anyway, so no one really has to travel. But we're doing it all virtual. The Corps pulled our permits, so we can't have it on one lake. So it's just road runners to any public water in the area that, besides that lake. Um, so we're making it happen. But I, and I, I've seen people around the country doing the same thing. Just have to make adjustments. Yeah, and I mean, like, I think some great things have came out of it. I mean, like, not to say the brackets thing has never been done before, but I mean, that's n nothing on quite that scale. So I mean, that's that's awesome. I mean, that's that's fun stuff that people can do, you know, all year long, even when we're fishing tournaments. You know, I think I think that's that's here to stay. You know, yeah. and then like the five live kind of deal. I mean, I'd love to see where that kind of goes in the future, as far as you know, just fish fishing live stream fishing you know against against the five other anglers man i mean it, I, I think that was pretty awesome and um i i think it has a lot of room to grow as well so so there's some things that can be changed and you know but but i just i, I think that's here to stay as well and i mean i honestly believe that nobody had thought of it or done it before because i mean it's a it's a great idea well, let me let me jump in on you, Casey. I live streamed our state championship last year. Did you? Low key, nobody knew about it. <laughs> no, but uh, actually, not our state championship. Our cla our local classic. We had people yeah. out. We had we had camera boats out, and we were doing that. But it was it was horrible. Beaver Lake is very. You've been to Beaver Lake? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's very mountainous. So to say the signal was choppy was uh, an understatement. But we tried. Yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the struggle with everything. I mean, all these guys fishing the five live are, are I think I, I know a lot of people are struggling to find a good lake yeah. with surf. Um, a lot, you know, a lot of lakes around the country are just out nowhere, and you know, in mountainous areas, they just don't have service. You know, some. So, do you know uh, Cody Prather? You ever visit with Cody? He's a kayak angler, but he's a cameraman for Major League Fishing as well. And he, he we talked one night about that's how MLF is. They don't choose lakes anymore based on the legendary status of the lake they're choosing it based on cell signal which is crazy which is bizarre you know i mean they're still trying to get you know big name lakes like lake fork and whatever but they're having to cancel other ones such as bull shoals up here uh and, uh, and other lakes because they can't get a signal and their whole game is live stream i mean especially major league fishing their whole marketing plan is live stream they don't even have a way in really so maybe we'll get down the road to something like that i know it takes a lot of money and a lot of high-tech equipment but uh it's cool to see i think paddle and fin's even trying to do some stuff kind of like five five live did they're doing some live streaming yeah i think they're doing the they're doing a bracket thing too as well they're doing yeah. the, the bracket yeah. uh so yeah. so yeah i mean it's cool to see the things that have came out of it you know during these tough times but and i, I think it's done nothing but help help us grow as a sport and you know help us move to to the next level absolutely I just got a text here saying that they have postponed Chickamauga until November, it looks like. The Bass Nation Chickamauga. Do y'all know about that? Okay. I was actually waiting to hear back on what was going on there. So, good yeah. to know. Uh, we'll see if this is accurate info because you never know what these DMs and texts you get. But break, yeah. breaking news. Chickamauga looks like it's postponed. <laughs> good to know. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> so, you know what? Talking about tournaments a little more, and Ryan, you can chime in here too. As far as from the from the brand perspective, 
is there still a place in these tournaments for just a just a paddler to jump in there and, and compete? It seems like it's it's paddle it's pedal or motor or nothing almost anymore uh, from just a few years ago. I think yeah. like go ahead, Casey. I, I think there will always be something available for paddlers. I mean. Whether, you know, the, the local clubs, there's a lot of small local clubs, you know, that that are that keep people getting into the sport, that you're always going to have, have those lower end, you know, paddle, or not, not all lower end, but, you know, the, the people that, that don't want the motors or don't want the pedals or just the lower end kayaks, you know, and, and there, there'll all be something available for that. But as far as, like, the national series events, I mean – not to say somebody can't go out and paddle and, and win some events, but I mean, you're, you're just, you're not going to see a lot of them. Just yeah. it, it's, 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 you know, having, having pedals, having the motor, you can just do so much more. You can cover so much more water and fish hands free. I mean, they, we're, we're in a sport of fishing, you're, you know, not paddling. So that that's where it's going to go. And you, you can spend more time making those casts. And you know, I've I've been yeah. in, I've been in the camp for a long time. Of this is one of the reasons, and I'm still in that camp pretty much. But the older I get, the the less I'll argue this point. But kayak fishing is unique because we use the same electronics for fishing rods, everything else that a guy in a bass boat uses. But we also have always used you know physical power to move our boats from one end of the lake to the other, which kind of made it you know more of a sport because fatigue was a factor, and you're going against the wind or the current or whatever it may be. Uh, but I also used to play a lot of golf, and I say, hey, when golf started allowing graphite shafts and giant 360cc head drivers, I did not use them. I, I, if the tools are allowed and they're out there, I'm going to use the best one I can get my hands on. And now that the motors are allowed, I never really found one that would outperform my PDL. But, man, with the spot lock and the autopilot and fishing offshore this summer, I can't imagine how that's going to change things for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it happens in every other sport. Like, I think golf was a good analogy, is the equipment gets better, um, things progress, um, the industry adapts and adopts. I think there'll always be the, you know, the purist that will want to paddle, or there'll be some physical limitation. I can't remember the guy's name that I met him at, um, at, at Bassmaster. He's one of the competitive anglers that he has – I think um, maybe he's an amputee and he has to paddle or there's some shoulder issue he has. So he has to paddle in order to keep it yeah. you know, moving. So I think there'll be some unique situations like that that will require someone to paddle. But even the people that are running paddle bo boats are affixing motors to them. And, and I think the, the paddle purist is a shrinking market and a niche that will always exist. But I, I think people are going to adopt the tech. They're going to try to stay competitive, especially as some of these prize purses increase and tournaments become more prolific. Um, I think it's just the nature of the game. Yeah. Capitalism, baby. The machine. Yeah. <laughs> now, there are a few out there. I always give my, my guy, Guillermo Gonzalez, a shout out because he, he does damage out of his Diablo down in, in Texas still. Uh, but even he straps a little, uh, I think it's a Minkota on the side and, and rock and rolls when he's allowed to use it. So. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the rest of the year, we don't know what the, the tournament situation is going to hold. I mean, Casey, are you planning on just kind of wait and see mode? Are you planning on hitting all these huge tournaments as they come up this fall? Or are you going to have to pick and choose? 
Um, I mean, we'll see what kind of gets rescheduled. And, you know, I have a feeling stuff's going to start getting rescheduled and scheduled on top of each other. So, so it may be a pick and choose thing, but hopefully the, the schedule that's set for later in the year, hopefully all that's going to be good. And yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to hit, hit as much as I can pack it, pack it all in and, uh, you know, save, saved a few vacation days, you know, over the past month for, from not traveling to some events, uh, so you know we'll have a little bit extra stacked up towards the end of the year. Yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild finish to the year if things work out like we hope they do. I mean, there's a lot of state championships, the national championship, the tournament of champions. Uh, sounds like maybe a BASS event's getting pushed off into the fall. Maybe maybe only more than one will get pushed off into the fall. So it's gonna be wild to see how that shakes out and see where we can go compete. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot going on. That's uh, that's for sure. So. Yeah, man. Well. Um, Ryan, I know you kind of got tournaments uh, booming up your way. I know Dan said he was going to jump in a few of the main kayak angler deals. Are you going to do that this year? Ah, you know, I I passed on doing it this year just because uh, with everything going on with the launch and um, some family stuff on my end, I was trying to limit my weekends um, being away from the family with all the travel I have. So I actually passed on it this year, uh, but I'm kind of – thinking I might try to get into it now that we've got some of these online options and I'm working from home <laughs> until yeah, further man. notice. It's like, why the hell not? So I might, yeah, you might as well try to, in. you know, jump into my first tournament. I've, I've never fished a tournament. I'd love to get in on that. So, so I might, you might see me. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, before we get out of here, I, I meant to mention this earlier. Um, what made you decide, Ryan? I'm sure it was a, a, a team decision. I thought the launch of the Sportsman at the Classic – I had never seen a kayak launch basically at a tournament. I mean, you had the live deal at the at the boat ramp and, you know, had a few of us yahoos on there saying a few things and then taking off on the water. Uh, that was a very, very unique and very cool launch. Where, how'd you guys come up with that? So uh, it's really easy to get lost in the noise at ICAST and the cadence of product launch um, within the, the fishing industry and our paddle kind of niche within the industry is usually companies announce or launch something at ICAST and doesn't ship to January. Right. And it's kind of frustrating as a brand because you spend all this money to make an initial push at ICAST and it's just not going to be available right away. So then you have to spend a lot of money to relaunch it essentially when it's ready to ship. Um, and so um, back, you know, right in the marketing plan uh, this time last year for 2020, uh, we were just looking for uh, a way to make a splash and to really give this product line, in particular, the, our, our newer products within that line, the uh, Mincota and the Autopilot, you know, just a, a really awesome launch platform. And we thought, you know, let's unveil the product when it's actually ready to ship and let's find a place to do it where it makes sense and so it just so happened um that we um could line it up with Bassmaster, and it seemed like the perfect opportunity i've been talking to bass kind of um behind closed doors for a while about uh, encouraging them get, to get into the kayak tournament thing and we wanted to be early adopters of it and an early sponsor and so really there's a lot of things that the stars kind of align but it was always in our um, plan to launch it in spring when the product was ready rather than tease everybody and then have to 
re you know reannounce it again when it was ready to ship. And um, I think the industry's kind of sick of that. And um, it was exciting for us to unveil it, make a big splash with our team. You know, really put the stamp on this is a like tournament ready platform, and really make that statement with our team on the shores of the lake when we launched. And it was just fun. But oh, man, yeah, yeah, we've been planning that. For it wasn't by accident. It was a lot of work, a huge team lift on our part, um, and uh, you know we're su- we're still beaming with joy. I mean, it sucks that COVID came in and kind of took everybody out at the knees, but we're still really proud of what we pulled off and really glad that we have all this momentum. So when we get everything back up and the economy's you know charging forward again, you know Old Town's be top of mind. Yeah, and that that you know it had a very uh, TV show feel to it like ESPN sports show kind of feel. Yeah. It was very cool. It was fun, even though it was cold and wet out there that morning. Uh, I, I just thought it was awesome. I was, I was, you know, thrilled to be a part of being there. I mean, I don't know about you, Casey, but I thought it was too cool and, and a lot of fun. Oh, man, it was unbelievable. I mean, to, to be a part of that, the, the launch, and, I mean, the, the live stream, yeah, it was freaking awesome. I mean, you felt like, you know, you're sitting there getting interviewed before a tournament morning. I mean, that's, that's like, what a lot of people dream about you know making it making it to the it felt like we were in the big leagues you know yeah that's, that's really yeah, you we are, are. You, yeah, we are. that's you guys are and it's freaking awesome and then i think um you know we definitely made a statement in the industry um you know we if old town wasn't on the map before we're definitely on the map now we have the product to back it up we have the, one of the best pro staff teams in the industry and um yeah so we're, we've got some incredible momentum and it's for, you know with a lot of help from you guys so we're we're in good position for sure hey how about the cherry on top with jim davis winning that tournament with the old dirty <laughs> dirty red pdo <laughs> you could script that better that was too um, funny so you know he's he's uh yeah, it's his signature right like he only fishes out of red kayaks we actually have a uh, a custom red autopilot shipping to him as a congratulations gift. That's awesome. So uh, we were all fired up, and so we, we decided we would uh, bless him with a brand new autopilot and one of one of a kind black cherry. So that's awesome. That's yeah, gonna be too cool. Now we could script it that better. Yeah. I guess it would have been it would have been looked rigged if somebody with a new a sportsman would have rolled up there with a brand new shiny sportsman, Dakota. <laughs> No, but it, it was awesome to see. And, and I thought, you know, tip of the cap to Bass. I thought they put on a great show. I thought Steve Owens did a great job running the tournament over there. I mean, what a yeah. fun time that was. And, and I'm sure they're going to continue to roll with that series. So uh, a lot of options out there. And I know there's a lot of things that we're going to have to wait and see on this summer and fall. But good times. Good times to be involved in this sport. Even though it's still kind of on the come up, it's, you know, things are happening. And it's a lot of fun right now. Absolutely. Casey, before we go, do you think you could sling that topwater and catch one or at least tempt to? Oh, man, I'm sitting out in the middle right now, but I okay. bet I could over to the bank. <laughs> all right, all right. We won't, we, won't, we won't make you do that then. I thought that'd be a, that'd be a way to end the show like nobody's business, man. Nah, <laughs> but, guys, yeah, I, I, we'll, cut, we'll wrap this thing up and get you all out of here. Like I said, I appreciate you taking the time tonight. It's always fun to, to talk about the, the brand I love, Old Town, and, and have you guys on here with, like I said, a little, little home cooking show. We can – <laughs> visit a little bit and talk about what's been going on so i appreciate y'all taking the time away this evening uh i know you're all especially you ryan busy trying to get caught up with things now that you reopened and, and casey you're obviously trying to smash some fish tonight so thanks again hey, hey man, thank you for i just want to throw one thing out there there's a they're, they're doing a benefit tournament for one of the old town pro staff kwanzaa henderson 
Um, it's kind of like a multi-species type tournament, um, you know, online event. I think it's like a week long. Um, I just like to encourage people to kind of go out and, and sign up for that. And, uh, you know, it's three bass, like one bluegill and then one one other you know, other species. And, and they have a whole list that you can choose from for, for, for that other species. So, Is that so the, I, uh, I just like if you uh, if you search for Kwanzaa Henderson online benefit tournament on Facebook, you will find uh, information on that event. And uh, yeah, help that guy out. He's uh, in a tough spot right now, and he's one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet, and one of the best fishermen I've ever been around. And uh, I know he would appreciate the support. And, and what a unique you know, platform, you know, what a unique um, tournament to have that multi-species element to it. So it'd be fun. Yeah, and we're awesome. giving away a kayak wins. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's uh, Florida Bass Paddlers, I think, is putting that on. It's over, I think it's over on Tourney X, isn't it? Are they, are they hosting on Tourney yeah. X? So go find that on Tourney X. Help out our, our teammate and fellow kayak angler out there, Kwanzaa. I know he's he's fighting the, fighting the fight right now, and, and any help would be appreciated. Even if you can't fish, sign up. Get that entry fee in there. Uh, but once again, guys, I appreciate you. Uh, if you're listening to this on the audio podcast later, help us out on iTunes and give us a review. But we appreciate you, and hopefully we'll be back live next week. And once again, thanks, guys, and we are out of here.